for wrestling diehards only, this is the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Coming to you live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. My name is Brandon Bainey. Let me introduce you to the panel tonight. Batten leadoff is the guy who comes last alphabetically, but he's number one in our hearts. It's Brian Zollinger. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Brandon. Great to be here again. There's a lot of exciting stuff to cover today. Yes, a lot to get to, certainly. Batten in the two-hole tonight. We've got Jacob Eck. What's up, Jacob? How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And uh, I saved the best for last year tonight, fellas, because this guy... I, I introed him last week saying he was the sharpest looking guy in wrestling coverage. And then this week he ends up breaking his camera because his looks are so good. It's Al Fontes. <laughs> Al, what's up? Not much. I'm all all's well. <laughs> so we we can hear Al. We just can't see him tonight. There's I don't know, something going on with his camera, but uh that's all right. We'll we'll just roll on with it. Uh we always uh want to let everybody know that uh, there's a couple of ways you can view this the idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page or twitter account wherever you're at could you hit that like button if you're on facebook hit the like button and and then share it that'll help everybody that can't be here live come back and watch it later tonight or even tomorrow or the next day if you're on twitter you know go ahead and hit that like button and retweet it and that will help everybody see it with the algorithms and then if you're on the youtube channel uh go ahead and hit, hit the like button and hit that subscribe button as well up in the top corner if you wouldn't mind it's it's the little bell icon and then that way you get notified every time we go live with something here on idahosports.com and it just it helps everybody that can't be here live tonight uh see it later on down the road you can always go back and watch the replay of this you can also download this podcast wherever you download your podcasts it is the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast. You just search for that, subscribe to it, and you can listen to it if you're not quite ready to see all of our faces. Well, three of our four faces tonight. And again, this is a show that is driven by you, the fans. We want to hear from all of you fans tonight, where you're watching from, who your favorite team is, who you want to shout out individually. We already got one comment here from Skylar Beck. I know Skylar uh, loves tuning into the show every week. Hello, everyone. Hey, Skyler. Hope the weather up north is uh, treating you well. Weather this time of year, of course, can be uh, tricky. So everybody uh, hop in the, in the comments. We'll throw them up on the screen. And we really want you, the fans, to guide the dialogue tonight as we get into it. But uh, we, we will start with, we always start with the best thing that we all saw from the past week. Brian, I'll go to you first. What was the best thing that you saw from this past week? Man, it's always such a tough segment of the show, too, because there were so many good things. I've got to say, I really enjoyed uh, seeing a couple of our Idaho teams going down to Spring Creek, uh, Nevada, and take number one and two. You had Buell finish first and Caldwell second. It's always fun, and it's a pretty decent tournament to see our schools travel out of state and just clean house, take the two top spots. So that's probably the best thing, but there were a lot of individual matches that were super exciting this week. Yeah, no doubt. Jacob, best thing you saw last week? Uh, Scalinger winning Rockwell Rumble. I think that was that was the best. He actually he got pushed a little bit, and I mean, had to wrestle and you know, beat Clovis in the semis. So I think that was that was so far at the top of my list. Yeah, and that was that's in Utah, right, Jacob? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, Al, what was the best thing you saw from the past week? 
So I was at the Jaybird uh, tournament in um, at Columbia High School for the girls. Um, a lot of great matches, uh, but uh, I have to say uh, at 145 is Mia Furman of Rocky Mountain. Um, last week at the Raleigh Lane, she she made the finals and unexpectedly lost to um, a wrestler from Valley, Oregon, who is not ranked nationally. Um, good news, she regrouped throughout the week and came back and not only took her down with an ankle pick, Got a near side cradle and pinned her in 57 seconds and ended up winning the OW. So it was good to see someone uh, come back from a hard loss. Yeah, the uh, the perseverance and the ability to bounce back. And, uh, boy, that's smoking 57 seconds. That's pretty darn good. Uh, the best thing I saw, and, and everybody in the comments is, is hopping on with what I'm going to say, uh, JJ, yeah, Post Falls, Idaho, Trojan country, the River City duels. Uh, came down to Post Falls, Meridian, and, and Post Falls uh, ends up excelling there. Uh, Jacqueline already given a shout out. Damian Hamilton from Post Falls High for sure. Uh, Anthony says, "Yeah, Post Falls Trojans were all about the North this week, no doubt." Here's uh, Jed. Uh, Jed says, "Enjoyed watching the Post Falls Meridian duel. Post Falls number two team is dang tough too. Talking about the the second unit of guys in in each weight class, and and thanks to Meridian for posting the video so we could watch it. Yes." Definitely so. And so, yes, uh, I think we'll start there. We're getting a couple more shout outs in. We've got Julie Willoughby watching tonight on YouTube from New Plymouth. She says, go Grims. That's the uh, New Plymouth Pilgrims. And uh, H.A. Havas uh, says the best thing uh, that he saw was uh, Jolie Slider taking home the OW at Jaybird, Al, as well. So, you know, we're going to get to plenty of post balls. Let, let's start with the Jaybird because this is, to me, the premier girls wrestling event now in the regular season for the state of Idaho. It's it's really impressive to see how it's grown by leaps and bounds and Eagle ended up winning the team title there, Al. Yeah. So if we look at uh, 2018, I believe was the first year they had 22 teams, uh, approximately about just under 50 wrestlers. Fast forward to 2023, we had 52 teams and just over 304 wrestlers. So you're talking roughly what 600 percent increase in just a matter of a few years um we had most of the teams from the treasure valley uh teams uh as far east as rigby uh we had lewiston post latch up north even south idaho as far uh west side was there seven oregon schools as well as elko so overall it was a pretty tough tournament um i got a few stats here this tournament had 21 returning state placers and over 33 of the girls in the tournament were ranked in the top uh, in the state. <laughs> wow, that's high caliber uh, competition there, no doubt. Uh, Skyler says uh, the favorite, her favorite thing she saw was uh, Cadence's finals match. That's, uh, of course, uh, Cadence's Skyler's sister. Uh, Al, were you able to see... Uh, I mean, you were there, obviously, with the Rocky Mountain girls, but were you able to observe much of anything else that was going on there? Oh, I watched the whole tournament pretty closely. Um, yeah, I watched uh, Cadence Beck's match. She uh, pretty much dominated the tournament. Um, in the finals, she had Skylar Scott from Century, who's a freshman. Um, so we're starting to see some good underclassmen. But uh, overall, her weight group was pretty good. She wrestled solid and tough and uh definitely one of the favorites in the state. 
Yeah, Skylar says it was the first match where she didn't have a pin uh, besides when she took on Skylar Zimmerman from Moscow uh, earlier this year. So that's that's pretty a pretty impressive streak uh, for Cadence Beck uh, from Grangeville. Uh, Tiffany and Brian say sophomore Elise uh, Twait taking out uh, two returning state champions and avenging the tough loss in the Raleigh finals to win the 138 at the Jaybird Al. That was another highlight from the Jaybird. Yeah, so if you look at the tournament, I broke it down by grade. So of all the placers, excluding there was four placers from out of state. Of the Idaho placers, 43% were from uh, 12th graders. 25, about a quarter, was 11th. And then ninth grade, about 23%. Then we had four placers, roughly just under 10% were freshmen. So you start to see some good underclassmen come up. Yeah, it's really fun to see uh, those underclassmen come through. So that was the Jaybird that that took place over in the Treasure Valley. Up north, of course, we had the River City Duels and the Post Falls Trojan Love still coming through here. Lynn says, uh, go Post Falls Trojans. Loving Trey Smith. Um, and so let's let's talk about this. Uh, we just came out with the uh, freshly updated individual and team rankings uh, earlier this afternoon. And this, again, this is something we all kind of collaborate on throughout the week. And uh, we, we had an interesting idea, Jacob, in terms of how we were going to rank um, because we, we rank the top five teams by classification. And then we do a top five overall rankings, regardless of classification in the state of Idaho. And we kind of, we kind of hedged our bet a little bit with post falls and Meridian in the, in the rankings there. Yeah, it was one of those. They're one and one technically. We're going off tournament and duel. So how do you rank it? We're just going straight up. Post Falls Meridian. Post Falls is gonna be number one. And then for what Mer- for what Meridian did at Raleigh, they got to be you know one up on them in the overall the all class. Just just kind of one and one, and to get some discussion going, get people going back and forth, and it, it, it's the only way to you know Meridian would have the argument back. Well, we beat a Raleigh. You know, we did this, we did that. And so a little bit one and one and you know, now we can settle it in a few more weeks. <laughs> That's right. So we, we put post falls as the number one team in the five, a rankings, but we had Meridian still as the number one team in the overall rankings. Everyone was like, uh, or yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, Everybody was uh, like, are you guys like dumber than a box of rocks? Like, what did you guys, you guys messed that up? No, it was intentional. We did it to just kind of get a little chatter going for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You're splitting hairs at this point when you're talking about, you know, Meridian post falls. Uh, Travis White says if Cade wrestles, it's a different result too. Do you, you think that's accurate, Jacob? What do you think? Yeah, I think what Meridian lost by 12, though. I mean, uh, they by nine points. Nine, okay, cool. So probably, yeah. Kate, Kate yeah. gets the pin, changes the whole thing completely. Yeah. You know, and not having him mattered. Yeah, for sure. And and yet, I always come back to the saying, you know, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, then we'd all have a merry Christmas. So, uh, yeah, and, oh, go ahead, Jacob. And who knows, Rudabaugh? I mean, I'm not saying Rudabaugh would have beat him, but. Kate has to get a pin there, stuff like that. There, there's so much that can happen. Yeah. yeah having, having strength on strength would be great, but it's it wasn't. Yeah, it's, so it's a pin. I, indoors yeah, I mean, you look at the score, 36-27. Say Cade wins, that makes it 33. Uh, you know, you, you give three points to uh, Meridian, that's 33-30. 
uh, the match with, uh, you know, Laguna, who's beaten them twice, Hudson Rogers. Say Rogers wins that, then they win the match. But what what really hurt, and this is where they're powerful post falls. Post falls had four pins, yep. which is huge. Yeah, and we we talked about the depth that both of these teams possessed. Even post falls the second unit. Those second guys have come in and done really well this year in uh, bigger competitions. Um, okay, a couple more comments here. Travis says. Uh, no, he just has to get a decision and Meridian still wins. Uh, I don't want to get too far into the math here. That's not my, that's not my, I'm not here to crunch the numbers, but I, I think it would be, it would be interesting for sure. I, I think we can all agree on that. Um, Matthew says, uh, post falls, I'm assuming that's 138 pounds came out clutch. Uh, and then I, I like this as well. Tiffany and Brian say congrats to post falls from Meridian. They have great kids and great coaching. Also, thanks for being such great hosts for our kids. Looking forward to state. And Brian, it really is shaping up to be this like collision between Meridian and Post Falls. Um, but uh, yet there's always, you know, a third, fourth, fifth team that can quote unquote steal points. And then what you thought was a two-horse race suddenly becomes more interesting. Who who's that team that might be lurking that maybe doesn't isn't quite where Meridian po and Post Falls are, but but could impact that race between those two at state? Yeah, I think clearly, uh, you know, Nampa. Nampa's going to bring yep. some kids. They're going to score a lot of points. And, uh, you know, in some of those weights where both Meridian and Post Falls are tough, you know, you got the Siemens kid at Nampa, either 60 or 70. He's going to push there. Uh, Navarro. I mean, so there's some kids there in the weights that both, they're all three tough. And so it's, it's again, it, it could come down to the district tournaments and who can get the most kids of the depth into the tournament, how that works. Because, most of these tournaments are going to now, they score one person, but at the state tournament, the, the teams with their depth, and you look at Post Falls, uh, their, their two team at the, the duels did really well also. And so, you know, is that depth going to come into play? Um, but Nampa would be that team, I think, that can push them. Um, but, you know, Meridian has a tough district because Nampa's there. So Post Falls might have the advantage and, and might, you know, I don't, you can't call it shocking at this point if Post Falls wins it, but it's going to be interesting. And, and tournament scoring is obviously different than dual scoring. So uh, I think it's a three horse race and Nampa probably can't win it, but they can play spoiler for somebody for sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll agree with that because if you look at uh, Post Falls, they tend to score a lot of bonus points with, tech falls and pens they can pen very well and that's where that's going to make a big huge difference at the state tournament they're doing it to meridian they're going to do it to a lot of people so yeah and and i think everyone now is re recognizing post falls where earlier in the year you know they were kind of off doing their own thing away from the rest of the state they're they're front and center now ha havas of course over in lewiston post falls was on a roll for sure they looked good last weekend no doubt Michael says, shout out to Post Falls for the hospitality and putting up the kids. Great folks. And then here's uh, here's an interesting uh, Jacqueline uh, is talking about CUNA a little bit. Al, what do you think about CUNA's potential, you know, at state in terms of maybe being a factor and stealing some points? Yeah, they have enough kids. They have a handful of kids that are going to place at state. Uh, they're going to be in the mix. They'll probably, what do you think, Jacob, top five, six? I mean. Yeah, I think they'll go, they can go top five. High, yeah. Highland's better than what a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah. Eagle, too. I mean, Eagle, their 98-pounder, you know, depending on Ryder Sagan, their 98-pounder is the favorite. If Ryder goes 106, Frothinger, like, so you get both Frothingers. That's, you know, mm -hmm. Stone. 
Kuna's there. I think the race for four is, you know, who's getting that last trophy is a big one between Highland, Eagle, Kuna. I mean, even Thunder Ridge, Mountain Home, Rocky. Yep. Yeah, that that race for four is. Yeah, another variable, right, Jacob? Is we're gonna have three weigh-ins. It's a three-day tournament. There's a lot more pressure, a lot more. It's it's it'll come down to the end. Who's peaking? Who gets the most there? At that time. Definitely, uh, the the five A is so intriguing to me. Uh, Troy uh, Troy Hobbs says bonus points, baby. That's where Post Falls really excels. Al, you talked about that. Matthew Hamilton uh, from Post Falls says uh, the Garas both are monsters. They're they're from Mountain View, uh, Giuseppe oh, yeah. and and John Luke. Um, what do you what do you think about their potential at state, Jacob? <sighs> Giuseppe, forty five pounder, right? And then yeah, then John Luke's one fifty two. Fifty two, right above it. I think they're both yeah. ranked top four and both compete super hard. Mm-hmm. Like they they wrestled the entire time, so you know when you're wrestling. It's six minutes at least, so you know they have a shot. I think before it was, oh, this guy is definitely for sure the champ. Now, I mean, you got to wrestle it. Everybody's raising their level a little bit, so everybody has a shot at the the top. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to see. Uh, all right, Brian, I'll tee up this next question for you. Troy says, "How's the match going to be with Rogers and Cordingly?" It's going to be fun. I mean, I mean, Cordingly always comes ready to wrestle and. You know, at Raleigh Lane, they didn't see each other. Um, you know, and I'm trying to think who beat accordingly there, but Cor- accordingly knocked off Forette, the returning 4A champ at that weight. And uh, so I guess it was Laguna that beat accordingly. You know, and Laguna beat Rogers again this week, which so, you know, he's 2 0 against Rogers. And so that could likely be the 2 3 seed coming in there. And I, you never bet against accordingly because he's so strong, so fundamentally sound. And, and Rogers is, you know, a technician. So, if I had to bet right now, my money would be on Rogers, but uh, you know, just busy in the off season. But that's going to be a fun match for sure. One of one of the better semifinal matchups likely in the state, assuming Laguna is the one seed, which it looks like he should be. Yeah, Matthew with the shout out for Jose Laguna. Him, H I M. That's good stuff that right there. Um, okay, there was a question earlier I wanted to get to because now we're starting to ask about uh, you know specific matchups. Jeff Anderson wants to know. Is Martino staying at 120? Talk about the depth at 120. We 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 talked about this ahead of uh, Raleigh Lane, right, Jacob? And how uh, even without a couple of guys that weren't there, it was still the most loaded weight class. I mean, yeah, 120s, 125. It could be ridiculous. I I don't think Martino will stay down. I don't think he has really any reason. But I I want to see him at both. I want to see. Hoyt versus Martino, that could be really fun. But also a bracket with, you know, Talonek, you get Diedrich in there and get Martino, you know, and it got more interesting. Talon majored Diedrich this weekend, 13 to 5, kind of. And then modern. Yeah, and he he picked them apart. Do you see Diedrich go down to 13? That's the other question with it. You talked about what? Yeah, at, at 120, the Spring Creek tournament, Idaho placed top three. You had Orr, Johns of Caldwell, and Vitamin, the top three placers in an out-of-state tournament at 120. So, I mean, 20 is deep. It's it's crazy. The whole all entire state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's even, like, even the number five, the, the Rocky, Kel Bullock, if he stays at 20, 
he all American this in folk style. I mean, he's he's a good kid. Meridian has you know a freshman. The Shaver kid's very tough. And that's that's without Martino <laughs> coming yeah. down. <laughs> right, or, Martino's four A. So that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Sam yeah. just said that. Hoyt, Hoyt yeah, 5A, Martino 4A. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, no, regardless of the classification, 120, very loaded uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Another upset, at, or I don't know if you, an upset at, at Madison Invitational where I was, the finals match with Jackson Packer, an All American, and uh, Baumforth from Shelley, who beat him in the finals. I mean, you got Fargo All Americans dropping all over the place so that that was crazy again for the depth of 120 it's it's going to be fun a lot of parody there for sure we got a couple shout outs here for uh uh talon billy and chelsea say good job talon and troy says yeah how about talon last week as well yeah yep. i can go with the the family out of boy right look good yeah so uh Skyler Beck wants to give another shout out to to a Grangeville Bulldog uh TJ Fetters at 160 uh at the 2A level. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I mean solid. Can't argue with that. I mean at, at 2A, he would compete at all levels, but he's solid. So, yeah, absolutely agree. Little bragging from up north, Matthew Hamilton. Yeah, but that Hamilton kid took the first ranked kid to the limit and has been leapfrogging kids all year. I think this is the first hashtag in the history of the show, guys. Hashtag built different. <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Gotta gotta Damien's been wrestling good. Yeah. I've been yeah. telling him, you know, since since episode one. Yeah. Old Papa Bear's been on it. So mm. yeah. I think Damien's up to Post Falls has the number two and the number three in that weight. Yeah, it's again the yeah, post falls depth. Very impressive. Here's an interesting question. I want I want everybody to answer this. So we'll go, we'll go to Brian first here. Tiffany and Brian want to know toughest brother sister combo in the state. They're of course their biased vote is for Isaiah and Elise Twait. Yeah, wow. Um, I I think I would have to agree with them. I, I mean, you know. You got two that are going to be competing for a state title. They both could be state champions. I can't think of another brother-sister combo. I'd like to say my own two, but, you know, they're just not quite there. <laughs> the the Twaits, uh, you know, I, I'm going with the Twaits. Um, I don't know if there's that. anyone else other than sister and sister and brother and brother. I'm not aware yeah. of any. Yeah, so I was I'm trying to look. Trying to do some research. Oh, the, the Vales from uh, Bonneville High School. Yep. That's also a great brother sister combo. You got Riker Vale, and um, and I just went blank. Can I see them every week? Uh, but but the Vales are Kayla. Yeah, yeah Kayla. They're both you know going to be again state should be both state placers. So that's that's a tough combo right there. Um, I don't what know. What about the Stones from Eagle? Yep, there you go. There's another one that both you know those those three are right off the top of my head. Those are the most competitive and the Twaits both should be competing for state championships. So I got, I got to agree with them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we've got, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of, uh, in the chat here. Um, okay. We've got, uh, veils possibly. Yep. We talked about the veils from, from, uh, from Bonneville, like they said, uh, Julie says, uh, Dimitri and Michaela Smith from mountain home. There's a good one too. Yeah. This is a good question. I like the question here. It's making everybody think for sure. And um, 
let's see what else. Uh, Titus and Talia Nichols. That's from, yeah, from Rocky Mountain. Yeah. Al, that's your that's the on, school you coach at. No, how did I not that? know that? I'm gonna hear <laughs> on, it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you're gonna hear that for sure. Jacqueline says, uh, we'll rewind back to the past. The Hubers. Yep, yeah. Good ones. And, and if you're gonna rewind back to the past, you can't from past and present, you got the Randalls. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's. Uh, oh man, that that was a really good question, man. That was that was a good question. I like that. And the people in the chat were getting the conversation going a little bit too. That's good. Uh, AJ Havas says the Stones are tough. Did we talk yes. about them? I was trying to research while we were rattling off all the names. So. Yeah. Why okay. Tommy? <laughs> okay guys it looks like we have our second uh hashtag ever in the history of the show this is from alfonso hashtag quit being pc <laughs> okay all right gloves are off you know i think we, we we try to keep it uh respectable and a little smack talk is good but we're not going to go like way out of bounds on anything and honestly the parody uh across the state of idaho has, has been so good this year where Brian, we talked about it where uh, matches that we think are foregone conclusions aren't happening. Upsets are happening all over the place week in, week out. Yep. Yep. Every week. And that's what makes it fun. And you got kids that are, you know, one and one against each other, two and two and oh, but they're just dead close matches. I mean, that's that's what makes the season fun as you go along and you just see these kids grow and develop and uh, just cheering for them all over. But I think that's that's what's amazing. There's going to be upsets this week for sure. Yes. Definitely. Um, oh, there's Al. Oh, man, we Whoa. had him for just a second. Oh, man. Yeah, give me a second. I okay, hit the Al. button. You're going to see my face now. Oh, man, this could be huge if we can get Al going. Here's another sibling duo, uh, Taylor and Tayson Brown. That's Thunder Ridge. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Dun, sure. dun, dun. Oh, man, <laughs> Al, what's up? You figured it out. Oh, I hit my button. There you go. Technical tech, difficulties. Tech savvy for sure. Um, and let's see. There's a couple more uh, sibling names here. Jacqueline says the Fosters. Fosters. Mm-hmm. Where are they from? Up north. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also, go forward next year, Amy says, the Sheens. I'm going to assume that's yeah. Buell because Amy is all things Buell, Buell. <laughs> for sure. Um, okay. Uh, we, we got, we got people talking to each other in the comments, which I love Troy. Uh, Pig said Twain was the toughest, strongest kid he has wrestled besides his brother Sawyer. And then uh, Tiffany and Brian say, thanks Troy. Isaiah said the same thing about pig. He's a beast. And I love that camaraderie. I love to see that amongst uh, all of the fans that are here in the chat. Okay. We are getting a lot of comments in here. So I'm going to get to, uh, let's see. Jed wants us to talk about the, uh, magic Valley classic that is coming up. Um, or did that already, was that the one at Wendell that already happened? Okay. So, so, so new Plymouth one, Malad two, bear Lake three, West side four, Ryrie five. We talked about this last week, Al, this is kind of the premier event for all of the two, a teams to get together what what does this tell you? Does this tell you anything about how state might play out, Al? Yeah, it's just it's it's sort of a heads up where where things are going to be in the uh, beginning, but uh, 
No, it's uh, it's just sort of a preview because we're we're getting closer to uh, February, so people are starting to get what weights they're going to be going at in the year. They've had a chance to wrestle some good competition, so things are starting to settle. We're starting to get a clearer picture of what's to come. We're getting more that, data. That tournament had, I think, second through fifth was eight points. Yeah, different. New Plymouth ran away with it, but like in the past, right. It's not Ryrie's ones that win them the tournament. Ryrie's twos win it. So you get give Ryrie. I mean, I know you get everybody else's twos, but you know Westside, Bear Lake, Malad, even New Plymouth, their twos in the past haven't been on the same you know the same level as Ryrie. So I think that gap closes a little bit. Yeah, yep. it's uh, it, yeah. What Ryrie has done the past you know ten years basically is like pretty incredible for sure. Um, okay, Matthew Hamilton uh, wants to know, Gentry Smith and Gooley from Meridian, where is that going to end up? Brian, your reaction, what do you, what do you think? Uh, who, who knows? I mean, they're 1-1 they're <laughs> one one now. And, I mean, again, that's one of those matchups. I'd like to be on that seating committee. I mean, because you're probably going to come down to record against common opponents because I, I don't see, think they see each other again until state. And so you're going to no. have to get a record because they're 1-1. One and one, and uh, that's going to be one of those – those grunge matches, who gets it in the, the state finals? Uh, you got to assume they're going to be there. And so I, I don't know who I would call on that. I'm not being PC. I literally just don't know. I mean, Gooley can catch anybody if he catches him in a throw. And But he, he beat him on points this week, so he didn't catch him. So And didn't Gentry pin him? Yeah, yeah, at Raleigh Lane he did. So, you know, either one of them could catch the other one. And if it goes, it's going to be a close match. So It could determine the state title. <laughs> You're right. Yep. What a story that would be. I'd, I'd look forward to your write-up of that, Al. That would be a lot I, of fun. Um, I'm already, I'm already prepping. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, you're like the, uh, the guys that go to the, the sports games and they've already got the uh, first three paragraphs written and then a, something happens in the game and they have to delete it all and rewrite the story. Yeah, that's three <laughs> probabilities. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, let's, uh, there's a lot of good questions here. I want to get to, let's look ahead. Uh, Donovan wants to know any specific matchups you guys are excited to watch at Tiger Grizz this weekend. That's kind of the big event coming up this weekend in East Idaho. Brian, is there a specific matchup or a weight class you're looking forward to at Tiger Grizz? Yeah, there are so many. I mean, you got partial, you know, possibly 48 teams, partial teams showing up. And so there are so many matchups. 120 again, it's going to, it's, we didn't have Blackfoot at Raleigh Lane. So Mogger being, well, there goes the comment, 120 from Mogger. 120 yeah. is going to be interesting now that Mogger is going to be at this tournament to see. We've already talked about that weight class. Uh, the cross-divisional matchups with, you know, Teton. So South Fremont and Minico being both being there. There's been a lot, you know, Minico beats them in a duel. We now get to see, you know, who's the tougher tournament team. Uh, that's going to be fun. You know, does South Fremont get their revenge on Minico? Does that sort some th things out? Uh, you know, the 170 weight class, the former kid from Teton is just an absolute beast undefeated right now. He's going to, you know, have accordingly uh, for from Columbia as returning state champions. There's going to be some great matches in that weight class. So it's, it's it, 138. There's some, you know, fun East Idaho matchups, uh, Vale and Nider from Idaho Falls and Bonneville, you know, in the top six in the state at their weight uh, at 138. Plus you had, uh, Bidelma, I mean, there could be some great matchups in so many different weights. I'm going twist versus knighting. Yeah. Yeah. Knighting dropping to 60. That yep, makes that's it interesting. Be too. 
Yeah, man, there's going to be some really good uh, battles at, at Tiger Grizz this weekend. Um, I, I wanted to backtrack to real quick the uh, the Magic Valley Classic at Wendell. Jed says second through fifth place were all within seven and a half points, <laughs> which tells you, yeah, that two A competition we remember famously last year. Ryery won it like on a walk off, basically, right? Last match of the night could be that close again this year. Here's a little 3A love. Uh, Troy says, looks like American Falls took it to everyone in Parma. We might have to start giving the Beavers some love in 3A. They got some really good kids. Um, Jacob, what do you think about American Falls? They could have guys in this finals, 13, 20, 26, and 38, you know, maybe 32. 32 is so deep in 3A. But I yeah. mean, Parma, it was not even close. Yeah. It's just pretty much a AF beat down to everybody. I think they had at least one weight, two in the finals. They got a good freshman too, right? Uh, uh, Google man. Yeah. yeah so also, yeah. uh, I like to give a shout out too. We also have to look at the, uh, the girls side too, at the Jaybird American falls took fourth. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, they had a champion and three placers. I mean, on average, of the top 10, most teams only had two, three placers, whereas Eagle had six. So they, you know, you're starting to see a lot of, I think Cannon Ridge had up to 30 girls this year. So you're starting to see more and more And American Falls had a pretty good contingent. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, it's uh, it was a really good showing for American Falls overall uh, ranked uh, fourth this week in the team rankings. That's from uh, Paul Kingsbury. Uh, Billy and Chelsea say go DJ going to be cheering on dj this weekend and they also say al al's great thank you there you go <laughs> al getting a little love from billy and chelsea thank you <laughs> i'm just having fun for sure um okay uh john blaisdell from malad this is straight from the horse's mouth in reference to magic valley predictions on the overall racing state will be so tight once you add the few teams that weren't at magic valley several teams that'll make some noise overall Pretty excited to see what happens if everyone shows up. The fifth district will have a pretty suspenseful district tournament, right? Because you've got Malad and Westside and Bear Lake. And yeah, I mean, that fifth district for 2A is going to be pretty tough for sure. Um, definitely. I think agree. Kellogg is going to make 2A interesting too. Them coming down from 3A and who's in their district, really. I mean, they beat, they did beat Coeur d'Alene in a duel. I mean, they have some guys that are going to. Yeah, make it interesting. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, Kellogg is a team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on, uh, for sure. Uh, Lad Mogger wanted to to give a shout out. Congrats to Pig and Hudson committing to Providence and Oregon State. I mean, we're seeing it, Al, continuing all these. High yeah, I, well, I was just gonna talk about that. So Hudson made the ninth D one commit for this year. And, and, and I think three or four of them of the nine are still juniors for this state, this small of a state, that's incredible. Providence. I'm not sure of, do you guys, is it, is that D three or D two? NAIA. They're in Great Falls. The NAIA. Yeah. Great Falls, Montana. Yep. But no. that's a good, good, very good NAIA program though, for sure. And, so, and he'll be wrestling with his brother there. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is good times here in Idaho. People are starting to take notice, and we got to keep in mind these all these nine kids and the kid going to Providence. One thing these kids have in common is their work ethic. These kids have been wrestling together since they were kids in the clubs, going to the nationals camps. So these kids have put in the time. No secret there. So yeah, 
Great. And, and we're talking about wrestling, girls wrestling, of course, the fastest growing sport in the nation. But even on the boys' side, it is picking up steam. Here's Skyler uh, talking about Lapway. I'm glad to see Lapway have a team, you know, coming from a basketball school. I mean, Lapway, of course, their girls and boys' basketball teams are uh, both undefeated, both incredible, probably will win state. Um, but now Lapway, you know, has a wrestling program. Skyler helps coach them, and, and they've come so far from the beginning. And it's so exciting to see all of these schools and athletes that would never have thought about wrestling, you know, 10, 15 years ago that come out for it. Now it really is incredible uh, to see for sure. Okay. We have three really good thought provoking questions here. I wanted to get to one was from the Idaho sports.com account. So this means it's the boss. And so we have to answer this. He said, he said I got an email this week from a wrestling fan asking, what do we have to do to get the IHSA to change from a three-day tourney to a two-day tourney? Raleigh Lane ran more matches in its two-day format this year than the 2023 state tournament uh, with, the, and, uh, with the girls wrestling increasing to 12 weights as well. Uh, Brian, what do, you, what do you think about this? Three days versus two days. You, you know, I got to do the math on that because the difference in Raleigh Lane, you, got, you have, you know, the four divisions – and so you got 16 man. It, it is more, but logistically it would be tough. I, I love to see the two day tournament. I, I would hate to see them separate girls and boys. Um, I, I like, so I, I actually like the three day. I know it's going to be tough for some kids, but uh, you know, as a fan to have them all there, um, I'm, I'm sure we could lobby if all the coaches didn't want it, they get the, you know, they could go to IHSA and say, say that if that's what the, uh, you know, all the fans, all the teams want, but uh, I think it'd be tough to do a two-day tournament to give them the, the breaks, the weigh-ins, just the way the divisions are split up, uh, the way they do the finals and stuff. I think it would be tough for the state tournament to be a two-day tournament, um, you know, especially in the Idaho Center there. I think in Holt Arena, the years are it's there. I think it would be easier to do a two-day tournament because you can get a few more mats out on the floor. Uh, so I'd be interested to hear what everyone says two or three day, you know, with the options, I think you're looking at either splitting it up or always using a, a football dome to host it where you can fit more mats. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. This is something you have to look at really closely as far as numbers. Logistics plays a big part too. You only have so many officials out there plus the money it's going to cost to do it two weeks in a row and all this travel for the team. So uh, yeah, it, how many mats do we have at state last year in um, Pocatello? Was it 16? I think they do 16. Yeah. And what is, what is the, there's like 12. How many do we have at uh, Raleigh Lane? 12? 12. I'm wondering if we can put a few more there. See, it would have to be a few more mats yep. to make yeah. it make it possible. They can always run it. Well, everything's logistics, money, and cost. But I know uh, Raleigh, don't they have the other uh, facility too, the, um, the rodeo ground? Yeah, that would be a possibility there. Yeah, it's all Love money, logistics, and availability. There's so many factors. So. Yeah, a lot of a lot I'm of always putting it up, but I'd like adding. You might as well add a few more lines on the bracket, even if it was only pigtail in. <laughs> right. yeah. You got you got the time. Come on, let's let's add it up. Let's make it a 32. Let's wrestle. Oh man, that's uh, there's Captain Chaos, Jacob Beck. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> Amy, Amy, Amy says. Amy says she she likes the two day tournament, um, and uh, our other Amy, Amy Scott, says she she likes having everyone together. Uh, really sucked in twenty one uh, having five a four a. You'll remember they kind of split it up right five a four a uh, for two days, and then it was three a two a one a. 
Uh, it would really suck for those girls that are the only one on their team or on very small teams. That's the part we didn't think about, Al, is the girls wrestling is still an all-classification competition. Yeah. So that, that would make it tough, right? So it was, Yeah, it would make it tough. It's nice having them all under the same roof, especially for coaching logistics. Wasn't it prior to 2001 there was A1, A2, and A3, three divisions? Wasn't it after 2001 it went to four? Ooh, I'm just – yeah, I'm looking back in the history. I mean, I don't, I don't know. We may have to go to two or three divisions instead of four to make it logistically possible. Because you know what Brian was talking about—the logistics, the math, the time—it's it gets complicated. Okay, here's a good idea in the in the comments from Tiffany and Brian. What do you guys think about this? Here's an idea on the three day state: go two days for boys, Thursday, Friday, and then have the girls go on Saturday. Really gives them the showcase. They can run sixteen man bracket tournaments in one day. They did it during. The COVID year, Brian, I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's one of the feasible ideas. You, you could do that logistically. It would work. Um, you know, the, these families with both a, a son and a daughter wrestling, you know, they'd be there three days still. Um, you know, some of these smaller teams right now, I like the crowd. I was at Madison and they ran the girls finals after they finished the boys and uh, a lot of people left and, and I, you know, they missed out on some great wrestling. And so, you know, for the fans and for the kids to have everybody in the in the gym, that's the one problem I have with that I, that idea is there's just you, you lose some of the fans for the girls, um, and you know when when that Idaho Center or the Holt Arena is packed, I mean that's that finals atmosphere is just electric, and so until the girls are completely you know, uh, you know six seven hundred, well I guess we're at six hundred now, but I mean yeah. just fan wise I'd like to I like it the way it is altogether for now just because of the fans. Yeah, so we've got Bill, Billy and Chelsea, and I know they've got a girl that daughter that wrestles, and they no all caps. They don't want the one day. They don't want the one day competition. Angela says two days. Uh, State is expected to be less wrestlers in total than Raleigh Lane when it comes to the total count. I, I I haven't looked at the numbers too closely on that. Does that sound right to you, Al? Two more days. Raleigh Lane than State. More more rest total wrestlers at Raleigh Lane than at State. I don't know. I mean, you got four divisions. It was a 64 man bracket for the boys and the girls were, were they a 32? 32s. So I'd have to do the math. Probably more. It's more at state. Close. Yeah. Close. Uh, it, it's close. Cause state's 16, right? Yeah. yeah. But you only have one girl. Well, yeah. It, Raleigh is probably bigger because you have the four divisions. So you've got 64 between the boys and then only a 16 man bracket and the girls rather than 32. So Raleigh might be bigger. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, Travis says switch the girls and the boys boys finals needs to be Saturday night. And Brian, I think maybe you're right there until the girls gets a little more steam built up, right? It's still somewhat new. I, I, I like that. Um, Vincent Martino says, it's about number of matches. There will be less matches at state for boys and girls than at Raleigh Lane. So doing state in two days is definitely doable. There will be 30 fewer kids at state than there were at Raleigh. I'm glad Vincent did the math on this because I hate doing math. Uh, we should not pull kids out of school for an additional day. Just wrong. That, you know, that's something to consider too, right, Al? Is uh, All of these wrestlers are great athletes, and you are pulling them out of school for that extra day. And if you're up north or something, you're probably pulling them out two days because it takes two days to travel where they're going yeah to me academics have always been important and uh especially when you take <laughs> to take them out three days is very difficult um 
because who wants to study when you're cutting weight for three days and working and wrestling? It's very difficult. So I, I would I would love to go back to two days. Yeah. Find sure. a way. Yeah. Vincent's got the official numbers here. 1152 for state, 1182 and Raleigh. So 30 more wrestlers at Raleigh Lane than will be at state this year, which is pretty impressive. And Amy brings up a good point from Buell as well with travel. Very few schools would pay for the girls to be there during the boys tournament and then for the boys to stay for the girls, right? Because you're talking about buses and all of that, and you want them to get home as quickly as possible, and people may not want to hang around. So that, that's a good point as well. It's it's definitely an interesting, uh, thought-provoking discussion, and uh, we, we had comments and opinions on both sides, uh, certainly. So that's that's a good conversation to have. Here's a here's a fun conversation as well. I'll ask all of you guys this question. Tiffany and Brian, again, they, they, they are like coming – Tonight, we wanted to make them co-hosts here on the show. They're, they're coming up with great content. Uh, Tiffany and Brian say, any chance we bring back the All-Star Duel again? That was an awesome event back in the day, Brian. I'm going to defer to you because you have the most history under that hat of yours. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a chance. You know, uh, he, Chris Owens had a, a big hand in establishing that before, and I think they could do it again. Uh, you know, USA Idaho. Um you know, who organizes is IHSA that has to organize it. We, they didn't last time. It was just kind of, they got it sanctioned. So I think there's a good chance that it could be brought, especially if there's demand for it. Not This isn't the first time somebody's asked for that. So I would love to see that. I mean, the, uh, and, and I believe before it was the week before Raleigh Lane as well. Um, I can't remember. It might've been later in, in the year. So I, I think it'd be great, you know, the fans need to tell all their coaches they want that. Tell IHSA they want that, and let's let's get it done. Yeah, if we do it, I'm gonna. Uh, if we do something like that, I'll promote it. I'll write it up. I mean, if you had it on flow, we can get more college coaches out here looking. I mean, it can it can only be a positive to showcase our elite, the gems. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like it. I like that idea a lot for sure. Um, okay, we have a little bit of spillover still from that three-day versus two-way conversation. I want to make sure everybody's comments get heard here. Um, Jed says, uh, I think it'll cost us around 2500 more for one extra day this year, over two grand, when you take into account bus and hotels. That is expensive, uh, especially in this current economy for schools that are having to shake out the couch cushions and look for every last uh, penny that they can. So. Yeah, that is uh, that's something interesting. Donovan, who uh, is a coach, you know, Vincent is spot on with the two days, run the girls and boys finals at the same time. And Alfonso says, leave it to a Martino. They're all really smart <laughs> to crunch the numbers. Yeah, that's that's right. the logistics I was talking about. There's yeah. so many logistics uh, in this financial, officials, uh, school, everything has to be taken into account. And at the end of the day, it's what's good for the students the wrestlers and the families to make it as easy as possible yeah for sure uh bruce schultz says as well uh it's all priorities schools pay to send basketball teams on separate buses to the same site for games uh definitely and basketball has about you know a 40-year head start in girls in terms of basketball versus wrestling i think we'll get to a point where girls wrestling is like girls basketball where yeah we're sending separate buses but you're right right now basketball still because of that built-in history has 
uh, that advantage, uh, certainly. And Amy says, so much easier when it's in Pocatello, which can handle so many more mats. If somebody who lives in Pocatello, you know, I'm good with that idea. Yeah. Brian's, you know, good with that because he's an East Idaho guy. I don't, I don't know if everybody else is on board with that, but I sure am. <laughs> East Idaho loves that comment. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Travis says, uh, talking about the All-Star duels, you're right, Al, it's only a positive. Bring back the All-Star duel like Utah does. I think we're all in agreement on that. Okay, JJ wants to know, what about Ryder Seguine at uh, 98 pounds, defending state champ, and the kids wrestled three weight classes and been ranked number one in each. Is that right, Jacob? He's wrestled at three different weights this year? Yep. He took out a state finalist at 113 early in the year. Been six a lot. Now he's 98 for anything big. Who knows where he goes at this point? <laughs> no, no matter what weight, no matter what weight class riders in, he's coming for you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's all there is to it. That's all yeah. you got to know there. Um, okay, we're getting we're getting some traction on this Pocatello idea, guys. Billy and Chelsea say vote Pocatello, <laughs> and <laughs> Tiffany and Brian say plenty of mats in Pocatello, but not enough hotels. Ooh, good point. Might have to spill over. Do, do you find that, Brian, that there's some spillover to Idaho Falls a little bit with uh, lodging when states in Pocatello? Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, down to Blackfoot, the the reservation that that fills up. Um, but yeah, there's some spillover to Idaho Falls every every state, every wrestling state tournament. So, you know, come on, Pocatello, build some hotels. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I get this during state basketball all the time too, and people are like, yeah, you know. Idaho Falls to Pocatello is such a long drive. It's, you know, 45 minutes. And I'm like, you know, when I'm in Boise for state basketball and I've got to go to Caldwell with the traffic, it's the same amount of time on the, like it really is. But anyways, that's another uh, topic for another day. Uh, Matthew uh, says, Holt all the way. Um, Though, uh, is there a uh, up north preference? Uh, Though It's the preference for those up north is Pocatello. That's where they like to go. Um, more love here for Ryder Bridget with the heart emoji and uh, AJ Havas love Ryder's wrestling such a beast. Um, <laughs> Amy says can't get a uh, can't hardly get a hotel near the Idaho Center either in Nampa while we're talking about uh, lodging and accommodations and yeah good good luck trying to <laughs> trying to turn off that exit too on uh, Championship Saturday. Uh, Daniel says. If we're gonna be cramped, bring it up north and spread the bus time around. Where would where would it be up north? The kid like the Kibbe Dome in Moscow would be about the only place, right? Yeah, Ryan? that's where it was when I was in high school. They they rotated up to the Kibbe Dome. Um, I, I don't know how many years, but it was the Kibbe Dome and Holt Arena because the Idaho Center didn't exist. So you know, it worked up there for years. I'm shocked that we don't have to rotate it up there every once in a while. Yeah, I'd, I would. I would think the North would get to be in the rotation they do for most of the other sports. Um, that is kind of interesting. Uh, Michael says, "Is the Mountain America Center large enough to host state?" Um, one in Idaho Falls. That's the new, the new one that just got built in Idaho Falls. I haven't actually been in there yet, but it looks big from the interstate when I drive by it. I'm gonna say no way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it'd probably be pretty tight because it's not yeah. as you know. It, it's comparable to the Idaho Center, though. Yeah, I, it'd be. I don't know. It's kind of similar uh, buildings, similar functions, multi-purpose buildings. Bruce says Boise is the only place that has enough lodging. He coached wrestling in Lewiston for years, and that trip to Pocatello was miserable for Northern teams. 
you get to drive through Montana. That's my home state. It can't be that bad. <laughs> you get to see the great state of Montana a little bit. Um, we're getting a lot of traction for Moscow too here. Uh, Ra- of course, Rachel Zimmerman says, yes, Moscow. That would be right, right in her backyard. Kibby Dome, Julianne says. Jed says, yeah, let's go to the Kibby Dome. The last time State was there was 1995. So there you go, Brian. Shows how old I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matthew says up north, you could do it at the courts at Real Life. That's where um, like Genesis Prep plays their basketball games at. They've got all those soccer fields, I know. I've never seen how many indoor courts they have, but uh, that I don't know. That might be a tight fit as well up there in, in Post Falls. That's where the courts at Real Life are. That'd be interesting. Um, Alfonso says, you know, everybody's talking about can't get a hotel. Make friends and stay with other wrestling families. <laughs> get that uh, camaraderie going a little bit. Uh, Bruce says in the winter going over Lolo Pass, really? Uh, I guess, yeah, I was thinking more of uh, like uh, Coeur d'Alene and, and those guys probably come through Montana. But if you're more District 2, Lewiston, um, you probably come not through Coeur d'Alene, I guess, but you would come through Lolo Pass. I don't know. I guess I don't I don't know how you would travel to Pocatello from District 2. But um, no matter where you're going in the wintertime, the driving's not going to be great for sure. Sam says we do it all the time. So, all right. There you go. Hey, all you people up north, you, you, you can beef that out <laughs> on your own. Um, so, Brandon, I got a question to all the, the uh, group here. Going yeah. back to the all-star meet of the past, was it was it senior only or just the best two guys in each weight group? How did it run back in the day? It, it was the best each weight class. I mean, they tried to get the best. Obviously, it was volunteer if they could come and if they had an event available. But they, they tried to uh, invite the, the best two that they could get. It didn't matter the division. So consider, say they did bring that back and you did have that. We also have to consider maybe – making a division a duel for the girls too, right? Because, I mean, we got seven girls ranked nationally right now, and you're starting to see a good, strong group of, uh, you know, grassroots levels, middle school kids coming up freshmen. So, um, you know, and to help grow women's wrestling uh, in this state and across the country. So something to consider. Yeah, ja- Jacqueline Jacqueline says it was the, the best two guys That's going it. to head-to-head, and she said when my kids were younger, they looked up to those guys. Yeah, you talk about cultivating the culture, right? Um, having a signature showcase event like that is going to get those younger wrestlers fired up. And, the, the, you know, these high school wrestlers are like, you know, legends and rock stars to, to, the, to our youth wrestlers. So, yeah, I agree. No, nothing but good could come from uh, having, um, you know, that, that event there for sure. Uh, Bruce, one more time with the travel, and then I promise this is the last of it. When I coached our trip, depending on the weather, either over Lolo or through Boise. Okay, gotcha. Uh, boy, you know, Boise typically has nicer weather this time of year. Uh, Tiffany and Brian, Alfonso, can I be your friend next year when it's in Pocatello? I have a big family. Go, Alfonso, don't let your don't let your mouth uh sign checks that you can't cash. He has three or four extra bedrooms, he's fine right now. All his kids are in college. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, John says, uh, speaking of Montana, has anyone been to their state finals tournament? For the intro of the tournament, they walk all of the kids out with signs representing their school. Pretty cool to see all of the kids out on the mats at once. Um, so, of course, I'm from Montana, uh, but my school didn't have wrestling. <laughs> we were the only 
we, we were like a 4A school in Idaho, and we were the only school in our classification that didn't have wrestling. So I'm assuming it's kind of like maybe the Olympics, where everybody walks in with their, you know, representing their school. I don't know. Kind of a cool idea. It'd be kind of cool to see Idaho implement that uh, for sure. So um, good comment there from John. Okay, last question, guys, and then we'll get out of here because we went super long tonight. But that is okay because we had a lot of people in the comments in the chat. And so as long as they're okay hanging out, you know, I'm, I'm okay with hanging out. Uh, I got to scroll back and find it because it was quite a while ago. I wanted to save it until the very end, though. Um, I did say, uh, so Donovan did say that uh, Tiger Grizz is going to be on flow this weekend. So that's, you know, wrestling fans want to tune in and watch. It's going to be exciting. Um the Billings Metra is what hosts the Montana State Tournament for wrestling. And Daniel says the Metra is about the size of the Idaho Center. And he made that walk. It's, it's pretty good. So uh, that's talking about that Montana State Tournament um, there. Okay, the last question of the night. And then we will get out of here. And big thanks to everybody who, who jumped in the chat tonight. This was by far our most active chat Uh in our short run of five episodes here on the show and friendly reminder before we wrap up tonight, if you could just hit that like button or share it or retweet it or subscribe, whatever, wherever you're watching that, if you could do that real quick again for us, it'll help so many people that couldn't be here live tonight. that want to come back and watch it tomorrow. Um, okay. So Matthew says, let's get personal. What is your go-to move down for, uh, Jacob, you go first uh gator bacon ness used it in the finals against dan dennis so i'm going gator bacon upside down okay let al let you get to my leg we're going upside down <laughs> al it you have a go-to move Come on now. i'm down by four with so many seconds left to go i'm snapping a friend headlock doing a duck into a uh a near side cradle called a daniel boone all right, Brian, you got you got a go-to move down four? I, I got to know what position. Am I top, bottom, or neutral? I'm going to say neutral. Everybody's looking for a headlock or a throw. I'm going to go arm spin, catch them off guard because I can pinch that elbow when they're reaching for a collar tie. They're avoiding a headlock, but I think that's always there. Okay. Hey, there's uh, multiple ways uh, to, to get the W. That's for sure. I liked that. That was a good question. A lot of great questions from the chat tonight. Thanks to everybody who joined us live, Tiffany and Brian. Thanks all. Fun night of talking wrestling, building up these great kids. Let's keep it going, Idaho. And again, that's that's why we do this every week. That's why we have Al, all of the great content, all the great articles do write, all, the wrestling rankings that we do. It's all about these student athletes and promoting them and, and putting them on the map. They're already on the map for Idaho, but we want to get that regional and nationwide uh, recognition going. So thank you to all of you in, in the chat tonight as well, because really you're the ones doing, you know, 95% of the work. It starts in the home, then it extends to the school. And so what you're doing at home with, with these young men and women, phenomenal. And it's so fun to watch these athletes uh, week in and week out. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy the competitions this weekend. And we will ba be back again next Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. For Brian, Jacob, and Al, I'm Brandon. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com. <laughs>